Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family to and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Pikeville Apostolic Church, where you'll find love and encouragement from the pulpit to the pew. You'll be inspired and encouraged by the atmosphere of praise and worship as our praise team ushers you into the presence of the Lord. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Pikeville Apostolic Church. Get ready for another powerful study in the Word as Pikeville Apostolic Church airs their midweek Bible study on their Facebook page located at Pikeville Apostolic. You can join us every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. and join us for in-person services on Sundays at 2 p.m. The church is located at 4754 Raccoon Road, Raccoon, Kentucky. If you don't have a home church, come on out and make Pikeville Apostolic Church your home church. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, all of the Pikeville Apostolic Church family. Thank you for joining us for our midweek Bible study on this Tuesday night. It is the 12th of September, almost the middle of the month already, and almost time for us to celebrate our 11th anniversary coming up this Sunday at 2 o'clock. So we're looking forward to that, and we hope that you are too because uh, we're going to celebrate. Brother Cornelius Harper is going to be with us. going to be a great time in the Lord. So you do not want to miss it. We're going to uh, have a cookout following and uh, eat under the picnic shelter, the Davis Family Memorial Picnic Shelter and we're going to be uh, there uh, till the Lord gets done with us and we get done fellowship and everybody gets tired and has to go home, take a nap. But uh, we want to invite you and your family out to uh, PAC this Sunday at 2 o'clock as we celebrate 11 years. Well, we do have some more announcements that we need to make mention of, and uh, we want to remember a couple of uh Things coming up at CAC, and that's going to be our homecoming service. That'll be Saturday, October the 21st at 7 p.m., Sunday, October the 22nd at 11 a.m. Brother George Scott is going to be with us, going to have a great time with Brother Scott. Also, uh, CAC Harvest Time Crusade is coming up. That's Friday, November the 17th at 7 p.m. Brother Buddy Puckett is going to be with us. And then on Saturday, November the 18th at 7 p.m., Brother James Chester is going to be with us. And also Sunday, November the 19th, 11 a.m., Brother Michael, Michael Moppin is going to be with us. So we want you to mark those services down and make plans now to attend. Of course, we're going to try our best uh, this uh, in the next probably um few months. I'm not sure exactly uh, when we're going to be able to work it in, but I would like to have like a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday revival at Pikeville Apostolic Church so that we can just uh, invite the public to come, invite others to come, and be a part of uh, the revival services. So uh, be praying about that because we want to reach our community, not only the uh, the uh, Raccoon Creek area, but the Pikeville, Kentucky area. And uh, we're hoping that soon we will have our kitchen finished. Uh, did a little more work yesterday on that, and uh, we will be uh, finishing it up. Hopefully, it'll take us about another three to four weeks probably to finish everything up, and maybe just a little bit longer. But we hope to get it in order enough to start our Sunday school and we will probably start Sunday school at 1 p.m., and that way the kids can uh, have a great time between 1 and 2, and then we'll have church at 2 and uh, go from there. So we're looking forward to that, and we hope that you are to pray about it and uh, pray about the midweek Bible study that we can not just do the online but actually be in the church house because I really feel that a lot of people on Tuesday nights would come out and be with us on Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, just, uh, you know, even if they don't make it their home church, they would come out and study the Word with us. And that's what we want. You know, we got to be kingdom-minded, not just locally-minded. And so that's why 
uh, when we talk about Pipewell Apostolic Church or Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we're, we're really talking about the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're trying to do things for the kingdom. So um, with that said, uh, we do want to make mention also of our prayer uh, requests. And, of course, uh, that list is updated from time to time. And we're going to read the last 10 on the list, and we want to remember Allie and Daniel Scott, Tina Parsons, Leona Williams, Kaylee Tackett, Barbara Mullins, Shirley Sloan, Lindsay LeBlanc, Tito Ratliff. Uh, let's remember also Ashley Justice and Fernando. Let's remember Fernando in prayer. His uh, family requested prayer for him, and we want to uh, ask the Lord to move in a mighty way. Well, if you are watching... Uh, there's several ways that you can get in contact with us and several ways you can let us know about prayer requests and praise reports and things like that. So uh, first of all, let's just talk about our uh, our uh, services and let you know that we have midweek Bible study at 7.30 on Tuesdays and then on Sundays at 2 we have church service. So we want everybody to be aware of that. Also, if you would like to catch our radio broadcast, we have a radio broadcast Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. We also have a television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m., and we received a letter from a viewer um, that uh, was watching the broadcast, and uh, her name is Rebecca, and uh, they live in MacArthur, Ohio. So, uh, you know, when we think, well, maybe the radio broadcast isn't reaching people or maybe the television broadcast isn't reaching people and we wonder, you know, uh, who's watching and all that. We never know, and I guess we'll never know uh, completely. But uh, we got this letter, and it uh, just says that they watch the program on TV in the AM. So that's the 10 o'clock uh, program. And uh, said, I was impressed my oldest brother lives in Pikeville. I would like some of your literature, a book or something, to know more about your church. And uh, they also asked for a prayer cloth. How does it work, and can I get one? And so I began to uh, just explain some things to her, send her some literature, and uh, hopefully we can connect with her oldest brother who lives in Pikeville, and he can start coming to Pikeville Apostolic Church. So be in much prayer for that. Uh, she also had surgery August the 25th and is in the healing process. So let's continue to pray for Rebecca. So uh, her name is Rebecca James. And so let's remember her in prayer. And in fact, I'm going to put her on our prayer list at Pikeville Apostolic Church. And uh, I'm going to also put her brother on here. Uh, and, uh, I'm just going to put Rebecca's brother and we'll know, we'll know who that means. And, um, so we're hoping that, uh, he will connect with us and find a home church. Amen. So, um, anyway, we're glad that, uh, everyone has joined us. And of course, uh, uh like I said, the television broadcast 10 a.m., uh, that's on WQCW-TV out of Charleston, West Virginia, and it reaches a vast audience. And also, uh, you can catch us on Mountaintop Media at 2 p.m. Of course, we're in church, so we don't get to stay home and watch that. And that's 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, you can also find us on our Facebook page, Pipeful Apostolic. You can also find us on the web. That's right. We got a website. It's being updated. It's a new design and a new layout, and uh, it's pipefulapostolic.org. You can also find us on Twitter at PikeUPC. 
If you have a prayer request or testimony or something you would like to leave a message for us at Pipe Apostolic Church, it's very easy to do. All you got to do is call 606 606- Two six two seven thousand. That's six zero six two six two seven thousand, and you can leave your prayer request, praise report, or a message to us at Pipeful Apostolic Church. Also, if you'd like to have us pray about your request, maybe you want to send it by email, and maybe you don't want to put it in the chat room or the comment section. You can email that to us at prayer at Cornerstone Apostolic, or should I say, prayer at pipefulapostolic.org. And uh, you can also send that to me, pastor at pipefulapostolic.org. Well, you know, uh, people told me when I started pastoring two churches, they said, well, it'd be a challenge. Uh, but uh, I thought, nah, it ain't no challenge. Oh, well, sometimes it is because it's hard to keep Cornerstone separate from Pikeville. And I'll call Pipeful Apostolic Cornerstone, and sometimes I'll do Cornerstone as Pipeful Apostolic. Sometimes I'll do them as a daily iCast. Got so many things that we do uh, when we're here sitting in front of this camera that sometimes it's hard to keep everything straight. But uh, we are excited about what is going to happen at Pipeful Apostolic Church. I believe that revival is that close to breaking out. And I don't say that lightly because when the devil fights the hardest, the Lord's getting ready to let Pikeful shine, if you will, in a great way. So I believe that we're getting ready to see revival break out and people come and, and the church house being full. And all of you that's coming right now, uh, you're going to uh, know that it's because of your faithfulness through the years that has kept the church going with the help of the Lord until revival breaks out and the and the growth begins to explode. Well, I believe that once we get our Sunday school department started, we're going to see growth because uh, kids, when kids come, their parents come. And uh, they want to know what their kids are involved in and all of that, so they will come. And we hope to get uh, sometime soon uh, to start back uh, separate with our uh, Easter programs and our Christmas programs uh, at Pikeful Apostolic Church. And instead of combining CAC and PAC for those events, we'd like to just kind of separate and let us at Pikeful Apostolic Church do those things um, separate. And I think it'll just be a great witness uh, to our community and surrounding areas. We need to be in much prayer, as we said, for all of those on our prayer list. All of you at home, if you have a prayer request, testimony, something you want to leave for us, be sure to do that. We'll try our best to pick it up at the end of the broadcast. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we uh, begin the service tonight. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity to utilize this platform to teach your word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us, that we would be able to do what you would have us to do and that we would uh, remain faithful because we know that faithfulness will bring your favor. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for all the sick, all the afflicted, all those on our prayer list, all of those who's watching either live or who will watch by way of on demand at a later time. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way today in our homes, that you would just begin to touch each and every one who is watching with a special touch of your spirit. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise as our healer, our help, our hope, our savior, and everything from alpha to omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. And we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, there's a song that uh, I'm not going to sing, but I'm going to let play. And uh, we hope it's a blessing to you. It's uh, just called Just a Mention of His Name. You know, sometimes we can, uh, like maybe on a Tuesday night, you're feeling kind of down. You can come in down, but you can leave out lifted up. You can come in sick, but you can leave out whole. You can come in heavy. You can leave out light. You can come in lost and you can leave out saved. So this is just a song entitled, Just the Mention of His Name. Look out, 
mention of his name. Everything can change. Everything can change. I believe that. I believe that just the mention of his name can turn a bad day into a good one, can turn a good way, a good day into a better one, and a better day into the best. That's right. So I believe that that can, uh, that can happen. And uh, I believe that uh, we're going to have a great time tonight as we study. <clears throat> Got my water here today, not my Diet Pepsi. Kind of keep my throat from clogging up. I don't know what it is of the nighttime, but uh, my night, uh, the nighttime my throat starts clogging up. So uh, I guess it's the change of the air and the temperature and all that. But uh, anyway, with uh, with that song sung, just the mention of his name, you know, uh, I was thinking about, I was reading some articles and, and uh, preparing and different things, and uh, I was uh, ran across a, a note that was written by an author, uh, New York Times best-selling author, and the uh, the title of the book was "All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten," and I I thought, well, that that's a catchy title, and uh, it would be number one on the New York Times bestseller list for forty-three weeks and remain on the list for ninety-seven weeks, and. Uh, uh, F-U-L-G-H-U-M. Uh, I don't know if that's Fulgum or um, I guess that's the way you pr would pronounce it, Fulgum, and uh, would be well on his way to writing seven best-selling titles. But he struck a chord with America, and I guess the world, with his simple title, just... Uh, Everything, all I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten. That's, that's, a, that's a catchy title. Now, here's what he said he learned in kindergarten. He said, uh, first of all, most of what I really know to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sandbox at the nursery school. These are the things I learned in kindergarten. Number one, share everything. We can apply this to our lives as Christians, can't we? Share everything. Number two, play fair. Number two, number three, don't hit people. Number four, put things back where you found them. We have a little saying that I like to tell people, if you get it out, put it back. If you turn it on, turn it off. If you open it, close it. <laughs> Number five, clean up your own mess. <laughs> Number six, don't take things that aren't yours. All the things I learned in kindergarten, all I need to know. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. All the things I need to know I learned in kindergarten. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Number 12. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work every day some. Oh, that sounds like a good way to spend your day. Oh, here's the best one. Things, everything I needed to know. All I really need to know, I learned in kindergarten, number 13, take a nap every day, every afternoon. <laughs> you know, they do make you take naps in kindergarten. Number 14, when you go out into the world, watch for traffic, hold hands, stick together. And number 15, the last thing, all I learned all I need to know, I learned in kindergarten. Be aware of wonder. Well, you know, sometimes when you think about all of this and you say, well, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good book and pretty good things for life. But it also can be uh, 
compared to the way we are as Christians. We should live happy lives. We should live productive lives. We should treat one another kindly. We should love one another. We should forgive one another. We should play well with others. That's right. So with all that said, tonight I'm not going to preach on everything I learned in kindergarten <clears throat> in kindergarten because I didn't go to kindergarten. And uh, we used to make fun of my little brother. Uh, he dropped out of kindergarten. That's before you had to go to kindergarten and uh, all of that and preschool and different things that was offered. Uh, you just made a choice. If you wanted to go, you went. And if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. So uh, we always made fun of him, said he was a kindergarten dropout. But, uh, oh, he finished school and finished college and teaching uh, other kids how to play well with others and all those things. So um, with all that said, uh, sometimes we got to go back to the basics of, uh, of uh, our experience in the Lord. Sometimes we get so far down the road that we forget the basics because we haven't heard them in a while. Uh, you know, you learn the basics in school. You learn reading, writing, and arithmetic. Of course, we used to call those here in East Kentucky the three R's. Uh, and then we would talk about how that that's the basic, the building blocks of everything else you will learn in life and in school and in college or wherever you go. But thinking about that, I thought about how that sometimes we as Christians, we, we go through life and we start out on the building blocks. We start out, uh, we love everybody. We start out, we're trying to get along with everybody. we we start out, uh, you know, uh, loving church, loving the Lord, loving his word. And then somewhere down the line, it seems as if we forget the basics because we think we're, I guess, too advanced for the basics. But if I look back at that list of all I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten, all of those things are things not just for kindergarten, kindergarten age it's for adults you know we we need to learn not to hit people play fair put things back where we found them all these things so looking at that i think that sometimes we need to go back to the basics and look at the basic blocks of our experience with the lord i started to say basic blocks of religion but i don't like the word religion because religion can have a lot of things People can make religion out of anything. But when you have an experience with the Lord, when you follow Jesus, when you, um, you know, obey his commandments and love his commandments and keep his commandments, then, uh, you know, there's just things in life that we need to keep remembering how to treat each other, how to love each other, how to help each other, how to encourage each other. And um, we all know people that are lost, right? We all know people that are lost, and we all know people that have, uh, you know, uh, gotten, gotten discouraged at some point in life, uh, wanting to give up, throw in the towel. Uh, you know, we call that throwing in the towel. Um, comes from an old boxing, I guess, term. When they would uh, give up and say they had enough, they'd throw the towel in, and they'd know the fight was over. We don't want to quit fighting. The Lord is coming. We don't want to give up. We don't want to throw in the towel because the Lord is coming. And not only is he coming for us who are ready, but he's coming and going to catch those who are not ready unaware. So we should be about our father's business and we should be trying to get everybody we can to come to church. There's, there's a few basic things. People that come to church, we should encourage them to stay in church People that are not in church, we should encourage them to come to church and not just come to church. That's one of the great invitations of life is to come to church. But really, when we witness to someone, it's not about the invitation to come to church. It's about an introduction, not an invitation, but an introduction to Jesus. So uh, with that said, I want to go back to the Old Testament, which is our schoolmaster, our building blocks, if you will, uh, for everything we know about Jesus and everything that we do. So with that said, I want to uh, go to 1 Samuel, and we want to go into chapter 12, and I'll bring this up on the full screen for you. 1 
1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse number 20. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, and then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he hath done for you. But if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. Now, with this uh, said, I want to go to the Lord in prayer, but I also want us to realize that this is Samuel's, kind of Samuel's encouragement uh, to help them to still have hope and, and, and not give up. Mistakes happen. Uh, you know, uh, of course, the children of Israel is the great illustration of how uh, to do things and how not to do things because they made a lot of mistakes, but they also got some things right. So Samuel wasn't looking at them, telling them, just just throw in the towel. If you ain't going to live right, just leave. If you ain't going to do right, just don't hang out with us anymore. No, he, he was looking at them and saying, I'm not going to sin. I'm going to keep praying for you because God has chosen you as his people. And so that's kind of what I want to talk to us tonight. I just want to just uh, go to the Lord in prayer as we teach tonight. It pleased the Lord to make you his people. It pleased the Lord to make you his people. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to teach your word. I pray that you would help us to teach it line upon line, precept upon precept, rightly dividing the word of truth, expounding it fully so that we can all leave here knowing that we can't throw in the towel every time we make a mistake or get discouraged or get upset, but we got to keep on following you. And Lord, help us to encourage each other, for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. As I said, um, you know, when we look at this particular uh, portion of Scripture, this is kind of... Uh, you know, uh, Samuel's farewell speech to him, if you will, as he's getting ready to turn uh, them over to Saul, to the king. Remember, they they wanted a king like everybody else. So um, he said, okay, uh, you know, and he talked to the Lord about it. And, uh, you know, the Lord said, they haven't rejected you, Samuel. They've rejected me. So uh, with that said, he he. Uh, went ahead and uh, appointed a king that, you know, was to be appointed, the one who was to be chosen and all of that. And now this is kind of his, I don't know if you could say transition from being the spiritual, uh, uh, I don't want to say ruler, but leader in their life to turning them now over to Saul. And uh, and that's why when you read that last line that says, but if you shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. So he's kind of just passing the baton, if you will, and placing it in the hands of the people to continue to do right, continue to be taught by Samuel. Samuel wasn't giving up and saying, well, now that, I, now that you want a king, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. I'm just going to go off here in my little corner of the world and, and retire and, and you all just do what you want to do. No, he still wanted to have an influence in their life. So uh, with that said, a lot of times people get written off too quickly. And by that, I mean that sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes people sin. Sometimes people don't do what's right and uh, work quickly. Uh, to just look at them and say, well, that's it. You know, you, you, you're not living right, so they, you, you'd even come to church. Well, how are they ever going to live right if they don't come and hear the word? 
How are they ever going to find out how to leave sin if they don't know that there's life out here? You see, that's what uh, God put before the children of Israel, good and evil, life and death. And he told them to choose good so that they could prosper, and he chose them to choose life so they could live. But, you know, did the children of Israel always do that? No. Here we see Samuel talking about this. He said, you've done wickedness. You know, uh, he opens it up in verse number 20, and he just simply says this. Samuel says unto the people, fear not, or don't be afraid. You have done all this wickedness. Now, that's not a that's not a compromise. Samuel's just saying, let me tell you not to, not to fear. Even though you've done all this wickedness, we want you to know, don't turn away from following the Lord. That's what Samuel's trying to encourage them. I know you've done wrong. I know you've turned away from the Lord and, and not followed his commandments in that sense. But don't turn away from the Lord that you just throw in the towel, give up, and don't even try. So Samuel's trying to encourage the people to keep on trying. Oh, if we could help somebody today. If we could help somebody and just help them to keep on trying. Oh, get back up. You know what we do to little kids when they're trying to learn how to ride a bicycle and they wreck the first two feet they're traveling? Oh, get back on it. Come on, you can do it. And, and they go about four feet and they wreck again. They got skint knees, elbows, and they cry, and they got boo-boos everywhere. But you know what? You don't look at them and say, oh, well, the bike ain't for you then. No, you keep trying to get them to ride it. You keep teaching them. This is how you do it. We'll, we'll steady you until you get going, and, and you just balance yourself. Same way as learning to drive a car. You know, you had to teach, uh, someone had to teach you, and then you had to teach others. You didn't give up the first time they couldn't parallel park. You didn't say, oh, well, driving ain't for you. Here, give me the keys. No, you kept trying to instruct them, encourage them, and help them so that they could do the task at hand. It's the same way in serving the Lord. A lot of times we will find people, they will jump on it, just like jumping on a bike and riding a bike. Uh, I remember when I learned how to ride a bike, it was downhill further the faster. And uh, I, I, I just learned it real quick. Um, there were other things in life that I learned quick, but some things in life took me a little longer. How many can say tonight that there are some things in life that it took you longer to get than other things? Well, it's the same way in serving the Lord. A lot of times people get up from the altar, whatever you want me to do, whatever I need to do, I want to quit this. I want to make sure I'm living right. I want to do everything right. And those people just keep right on, right on, right on. Then sometimes you got people get up from the altar and they go right back to the sinning that they went to the altar to repent of. Maybe they didn't understand what the altar was for. Maybe they didn't understand they were there for repentance. But we all know people, maybe even ourselves at times, maybe more than at times, maybe more times than we want to admit, we find ourselves coming short of the glory of God. And that's just a good way of saying we failed God. We've all failed God. I've failed God. You've failed God. We've all failed God. But we don't give up. Failure is not final. It's not the final thing. It's not just if you make one mistake, that's it, you're out. Even ball games give you three strikes. <laughs> Sometimes we apostolic people think we're so high and mighty and so righteous that as soon as somebody makes a mistake, oh, you're out of here. We're like the umpire. I remember when I played Little League at Elkhorn City, and we had an uh, umpire. His name was Monk, and uh, and uh, his he was an umpire, and he'd say, you are out of here. He'd just drag that out and have that big, deep voice, and uh, he'd say, you're out of here. And I always hated to hear that when I was sliding into home and got tagged out or if I got struck out. 
And uh, so sometimes we're like, we don't even give three strikes. You know, we don't even give three strikes. Uh, we do, If somebody messes up, you are out of here. If somebody makes a mistake, don't come back. If somebody does something that is, uh, in our eyes, so wrong beyond repentance, I mean, knows there's only one sin that you can't be forgiven of, and that's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. If we would be as compassionate with people as we are wanting compassion from the Lord, think how much better this world would be. If, if we would be compassionate and loving and patient toward people as much as we want it from the Lord, think of what a better world this would be. Well, in these verses, Samuel is telling them uh, not to be fearful. Uh, he's acknowledging they haven't been living right. They haven't done it. They've done wickedness is what he says. He says, yet turn not aside from following the Lord. Yet turn not aside from following the Lord. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Um, you know, um, don't turn your back on God. Don't walk away from God. Because if you do, you know what is waiting on you? Well, he starts talking about this vain, vain things that you're going to follow, things that are of no profit, things that will not help you, things that can't, uh, you know, uh, strengthen you. You don't want to follow something that can't help you, something that can't be there for you, something that doesn't make you better. You, you certainly don't want to follow something that makes you bitter or something that makes you angry rather than happy or any of those things. So look at what he says, and then we'll kind of break this down. Yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with what? All your heart. That is That is the... You know, the first commandment, you know, you got to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then you got to love your neighbor as yourself. Nobody ever hated their self. Nobody ever, you know, self-inflicted pain upon their self as long as they's in the right mind. But um, looking at that, we see that Samuel is trying to tell them, yeah, you've done wickedness. Yeah, you've done a lot of bad things. But don't turn aside from following the Lord. Serve him with all your heart. And then it goes on to say, and turn ye not aside. That means don't, don't walk away. Don't turn your back on God. Uh, don't, don't just simply, the way I want to put it, throw in the towel and call it quits. I don't know why people quit serving the Lord. I don't, I don't know why people quit coming to church. I don't know why people quit being someone's friend. Now, you might say, oh, I can tell you why, Pastor. You just don't know. Well, I know why people say they do. But what has the Lord ever done to us? He ain't never done me nothing, done me nothing but good. What, what has the Lord ever done to cause you to want to stay away from him. Nothing. It's all good, right? From the day I started serving him till now, it's all good. What causes people to want to quit going to the house of the Lord to fellowship with God's people? Well, you know, people's going to say, well, this person said this, and this person offended me, and this person, you know, uh, defriended me on Facebook and all this, and you go down the line. But actually, when you go to the house of God, it's to not only fellowship with God's people and love one another, but it's to worship him together corporately, all together in unity. We worship him and praise him. Who wouldn't want to do that? Well, Samuel's trying to give the people a good encouraging word as we study and as we are studying tonight it pleased the lord 
to make you his people. It pleased the Lord to make them his people. So even though they made mistakes, God chose them. Remember, God chose 12 disciples, and one of them was Judas. Judas did some terrible things. He, he uh, you know, uh, betrayed the Lord. The question would have to be asked. I, I, I think in, in our own minds, the question would be, have to ask, what if Judas had repented instead of hanging himself, committing suicide? of which there is no forgiveness, by the way. You can't repent of that murder. The question would have to be, what if he had repented? Do you think the Lord would have taken him back? Or was that betrayal too much? Well, I'm, I'm made to believe that the Lord would have, but, you know, his will's going to be performed, and that's why sometimes when people do things and you got evil in the world and things happen, uh, you know, and, and, and the world gets in the condition it is, the Lord's already said it's going to happen, so it will happen. But what I'm trying to bring to our mind is if somehow we could all just look and see and say, um, you know, um, he chose 12, and one of them was Judas. But then another one of the 12, Peter, denied him three times. Why wasn't Peter rejected? Why wasn't Peter told, you can't be a disciple no more? Don't you even think about preaching no more? Don't you even think about teaching anymore? Don't you even think about hanging out with us other disciples anymore. No. He was forgiven. That's why I think that Judas, even though it was a betrayal that had to happen, everything had to happen for Jesus to be crucified, put in the hands of sinners, crucified, and all the things so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Everything had to play out. But I just wanted to show you the difference between Judas and Peter. Both betrayed the Lord. Both did things against Jesus. But now we find that Peter gets forgiveness and he seeks forgiveness. And when he's converted, he's going to, you know, strengthen the brethren. And then we see him on the day of Pentecost. He's the one getting to preach the message. So don't think just because you messed up, just because you failed God, that God can't do anything with you. You might be the very one that God uses to do the biggest part. Now, did the other disciples have big parts? Yes, they did. But look at Peter. Denied the Lord three times, and yet here he is standing on the day of Pentecost with the other 11 with him, and he's preaching repentance Baptism in Jesus' name, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And all this is because he didn't throw in the towel. That's what Samuel is trying to tell the people. That's what I'm trying to teach to everyone tonight. Don't throw in the towel. God chose you. It pleased him that you are his people. So don't give up on the Lord. If you know somebody that's given up, remind them. The Lord chose them. The Lord died for them. They can do great things. I know people that have talent that are in the world right now. They're backslid. If they would come back to the Lord, think of all the great things the Lord could do with them. And I know people say, oh, well, praise God, I backslid and the Lord can't do much with me. The Lord may do the best with you. He may do the biggest with you. That's why Samuel's telling the people, I know you've done wickedness, but don't turn aside from following the Lord. Serve him with all your heart. Now he says, now if you turn, here's what you're going to turn to. If you turn aside, 
You're going to go after vain things. What, what is vain things? Well, when I look into um, the um, New Living Translation, it says, don't go back to worshiping worthless idols that cannot help or rescue you. They are totally useless. So vain is worthless, useless. Don't go back to the worthless life. Don't go back to the useless life. Samuel's trying to convince them, I know you've done wickedness. I know you messed up. But don't start, start following the vain things or the useless things or the worthless things. You need to follow the Lord with all your heart. They can't profit you. They can't deliver you. If you go back to false gods, and that's what the world is, when we start following the world, we're following vanity. We're following vanity. We're following false gods. We're following all sorts of things when we go back to the world. Now, people can say, no, I'm not serving Jesus, but I'm not serving the devil, so I'm just out here. No, you're on one side or the other. There's no, there's no middle ground there. So Samuel is, is trying to encourage the people, even though you've done wickedness, don't give up. There's a song that me and my wife sings, and it says, Don't give up, he is coming. Though we don't know the hour nor the day, creation moans, the world she groans, men's hearts they fell with fear. The Spirit speaks unto the church. Wake up, that time is near. So don't give up. Amen? I thought about this speech by Samuel getting ready to turn them over to the king. He's going to now take a lesser role because before he was the go-to guy. That's why he got offended that when somebody else wanted to go to somebody else, he kind of got offended. But the Lord said, you know, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. You all know the story. But looking at this, if you decide to just walk away from the Lord, you're going to follow vain things, worthless things, totally useless things, empty things, things that cannot profit, things that cannot deliver. They are Worthless, vain. And, and when I look up the word vain in the, in the Hebrew, it, it is just basically worthless, useless, uh, is in reference many times to false gods that can't deliver, and that's kind of what he's, he's pointing. Who are you going to serve? Because uh, you're going to serve somebody. You're going to serve something. If you don't serve the Lord, you're going to serve something. And I, I think that's kind of the baseline that we all could look at. If I'm not serving the Lord, what am I serving? If I'm not serving the Lord, am I serving the devil? Am I serving my own lusts? Am I serving false things, things that can't profit? Of course you are. That's, that's why people in the world just... They're in church, out of church, in church, out of church, in church, out of church, and it's like a it's like a yo-yo. It's because they don't really understand the consequences of what they're doing. They're serving something when they're not serving the Lord. And if you leave the Lord, you don't have the promise of getting back to him. Oh, the prodigal son, that's a great story. It's a true story of, of, of giving a comparison of what happens when somebody is left for dead. But, uh, you know, uh, spent her riotous living, uh, all they had, took the inheritance of their father, walked away from father's house. That's a, great, that's a great illustration of how we can come back to the Lord. But we don't always have that promise. Some people turn their back on the Lord and die in an automobile accident have a drug overdose, um, have bad things happen to where they get bitter that they never want to, you know, as the old saying goes, grace the doors of the church house again. 
So we don't have the promise of coming back. So if, if, if you know somebody that's in and out, in and out, in and out, kind of help them. Say, don't turn your back on the Lord. I know you messed up. I know you've made mistakes. I know that you have come short. I know that there's been things in your life that, that has been wicked. You haven't done some things that please the Lord, but don't give up. Don't give up. And uh, I want to close with that because as we go on and, and see that the word vain is formlessness, confusion, unreality, isn't that the kind of word we real, really live in is, you know, some people says I want virtual reality. Well, we ain't even got virtual reality anymore. The only reality that some people have is unreality. It's not even real. It's living some life that's totally out there. But looking at nothingness, empty space, um, a wasteland, a wilderness, place of chaos. We don't want to turn to a place of chaos. We want peace and contentment. So don't turn away from the Lord. That's what Samuel is telling the people. He said, now, if you turn and you go, you're going to follow vain things, empty things, chaotic things, things that are um, going to cause, uh, you know, confusion and division and even death. So don't follow those vain things. And then he goes on to say that um, he says, for the Lord will not forsake his people. For his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. That's where we want to stop at tonight. The Lord will not forsake his people. So as long as you haven't thrown in the towel, you're still his people. Do your kids do everything right? I know mine didn't. I raised her on a church pew, but she still didn't do everything right. That's because... None of us are perfect. And no matter how much we as parents want our children to be right, live right, do right, they're going to disappoint us at some point in life. I disappointed my parents. I'm sure you disappointed your parents. With that said, we don't let them quit being our kid or kids because they are not doing right. No, my daughter's still my daughter. Your daughter and sons are still your daughters and sons. You know why? Because we don't write them off. Because why? We won't forsake them. If there's any forsaking, it'll be on their part. A parent don't forsake her children or his children. You, you keep loving them. You keep trying to encourage them. You keep trying to let them know that, yeah, you made some bad choices in life, but I still love you. You know, and that's what we got to do when we think about serving the Lord. A lot of people may make mistakes. We may even make mistakes. And you may have made mistakes listening to me tonight and not serving the Lord tonight. And you, you may be saying, I made too many bad mistakes. God won't have me back. Let's read this one more time in closing. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his namesake, his great namesake, because it has what? Pleased the Lord to make you his people. He's not going to forsake you. He's there for you. As long as you don't throw in the towel and turn your back on him and never look at him, pray to him, talk to him, come back to him, as long as you don't choose those vain things and just keep walking in that direction, he's not going to forsake you. Yeah, you made mistakes. I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. But the Lord loves us. And I want to close with that as we come to a close today. And the title of the lesson being, It Pleased the Lord to Make You His People. Let's go to the Lord in prayer in closing tonight and thank him for his mercy. Thank him for his love. Thank him for loving us, making us his people. 
and the mistakes we've made and the shortcomings we have, let's don't throw in the towel. Let's remember He made us His people. He still loves us. Let's pray. Lord, I thank You for Your mercy. I thank You for Your love. I thank You for making us Your people. I know, Lord, that I have failed You many times, and I'm sure that other viewers are going to say that they have failed You many times. But we're not walking away. We're not turning our back. We're not giving up. We're not throwing in the towel. We're just asking for forgiveness. Because we know that if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. It's your word. And you are just. You're good. You're kind. You will forgive us because you've chosen us. Help us to treat each other in the same way. Not writing people off when they do bad things. Not giving up on people when they sin, but still loving and reaching like you do for us. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. certainly hope that you have enjoyed the um, teaching tonight. Uh, I, I really hope that it's been a blessing to you. I know one thing, when I, was, when I study the Word of God and, and I teach and preach the Word of God, it's not just for you, it's for myself also. You see, we, we have to be partakers also of the Word. So it's not just me sitting here or standing behind a pulpit preaching to you all. It, it's it's to me too. I want to always know that I need to love like Jesus, treat people like Jesus does, don't give up on people, and, and keep praying for people. And that's I guess that's one of the things I need to um, kind of show us before uh, we close because there was one great thing that Samuel said to the people. This is before him giving over the people to the king. He said, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. He's telling them, You know what? It'd be a sin if I quit praying for you. It'd be a sin if I quit trying to teach you the good way and the right way. So Samuel's telling the people this to keep them encouraged in serving the Lord. I'm telling you this. You know, we need to pray for one another. I'm not going to cease to pray for you. I'm going to try to teach you the good way and the right way so that we can all please the Lord. Amen. So Samuel did a great job in encouraging the people. And, uh, you know, he never gave up on them. He never just wrote them off, and he kept praying for them kept teaching them, kept preaching to them. That's what we got to do today. Does Do I please everybody? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's so many things that people can say that didn't please me. But does everybody please me? No. But you know what? I don't give up on people. I just keep preaching the good and, and, and the right way and, and uh, keep praying for each and every one, because I want you to be in church. I want you to be a part of Pipho Apostolic Church. I want you to be what the Lord wants you to be. Let's just have church, love one another, reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and watch revival break out. Well, with all of that said and done, don't forget to pray for the prayer requests that we have, and we will go through and make sure that uh, we don't have any extras to put on our list. And also, if you'd like to email those to me, uh, you can do so. You can call in, actually, and, and uh, leave those at 606-262-7000, or you can email those to prayer at pipefulapostolic.org. Well, it is time for us to get out of here and to get some things done tonight. Thank you for joining us on this uh, Tuesday evening for Bible study. We hope to be back in the sanctuary soon, so keep on praying about that. And we'll see everybody for the 11th anniversary service on Sunday at 2 p.m. 
cookout following. Everybody have a great day. Great evening. We love everybody.